Welcome to Allendale Market Talk Podcast. This is Greg McBride and Mike Lung. We are smack in the middle of an election. Uh, we have the presidential election day two now, and uh, we still don't have a, uh, a verdict on uh, who is the uh, clear and decisive winner. Uh, so, Mike, let's uh, let's start with that, and then we'll uh, kind of get into uh, some of the markets and what we're seeing uh, out there. Yeah, so we got into the election, and you had a lot of people sitting there watching all night trying to figure out who's going to win, what's going on. And as of this morning, we're still looking and waiting. Uh, right now, you had Biden that just overtook Wisconsin after a long day of watching them tally votes. Uh, as of this morning, uh, Michigan switched from being led by Trump to now being led by Biden here late in the day uh, and still waiting for uh, Nevada and uh, Pennsylvania to start counting their votes again in order to get something out of there. But if you see Michigan and Nevada go to Biden, that's that's the win for Biden. That Michigan's really going to be the key battleground here, seeing who, in fact, is going to be taking that over. Uh, it is a pretty back-and-forth, back-and-forth, as we'd say, trade in the market here. But as of right now, it's just back-and-forth between who's going to be taking the lead here. Right. Well, and and it's important to note that uh, yes, if uh, you know, with Wisconsin going to Biden, if Michigan and Nevada go, that's the 270 exactly that he needs to uh, to to carry or to win the presidency. Um, but that will probably not be the end of that. Uh, I I believe uh, we've we've seen some lawsuits and uh, and some uh, intimation that we will see lawsuits uh, or more lawsuits uh, filed um, by the, the the Trump side uh, to uh, to either recount uh, or to give different uh, give different access uh, to uh, to the voting uh, voting numbers so I know uh, they've already indicated that they want to uh, uh, to recount uh, Wisconsin because that was a fairly close uh, close state. Uh, they want to uh, to stop the uh, the counting in uh, Michigan so that uh, they can be given better access to uh, uh, to the ballots uh, over there. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but uh, you know this is going to be one of those things that is not uh, necessarily settled uh, just because uh, uh, candidate A hit uh, hit that magic number of 270. So yeah, this seems like it's going to last. Uh... At least a couple of weeks, if yeah. not longer. Yeah, and the, and the the biggest thing that I would take away from this is, you know, it's it's you can you can make a bullish or bearish case uh, for either candidate, and and I'm not gonna uh, you know toe that line of uh, we should you know this guy should be or that guy should be, but one thing to uh, to note is, and what we've we talked about before we started recording is you're seeing some of these markets get excited right now we had a, a strong day uh in the energies and uh something else to know is we had a big strong day in the equities uh the dow the s p the nasdaq all up significantly today now what's your what's your take on that yeah so the amazing thing is if you're watching last night early on as these states started closing up their polling started reporting who they were uh putting their electoral votes towards when you saw biden start to take the lead you saw the Dow start to sell off. When Trump took the lead, it started coming back, and you saw this wild swing oscillating throughout the night. And as of this morning, even with Biden taking the lead as of right now for electoral votes, uh, it continued to push its way higher. You had some people attributing it to a stimulus package that would be pushed through quicker if Biden gets elected. Um, and on top of that, you have various 
sectors uh, within these ener- uh, equity markets that uh, seem to be looking to favor a Biden win. Some of those being uh, the tech sectors, some being healthcare with the healthcare bill that Biden's looking to pass. Um, but started to get a little bit of turnaround from what we were originally speaking about in the mar- uh, market that the market's really looking for Trump to to win. Another way you could be looking about it is at least with the Dow futures, you've been seeing an open interest decrease over the last several trading sessions. And that started from the low we saw the other day, which was 2,000 points off the high. So you could also attribute it to some some profit taking, some especially with the complete uncertainty that's going on right now and how close this race is. Some just get me out of the market. I don't want to deal with this. Well, here's a, here's another one. Since you mentioned uh, uh, open interest, uh, soybeans has been interesting because as uh, as we've seen that market go up towards uh, towards its highs, then back off, and then go back towards its highs again here today, we continue to see open interest uh, in that back off. Um, what do you make of that? Because uh, I mean, if if the market looks strong. Why would we have people uh, backing out of that uh, out of that market? It doesn't necessarily look like you know maybe the the uh, funds are getting out. Is this weak uh, weak shorts or or what do you what do you take on that? At this point, with the open interest, it really started decreasing as we saw this market start to uh, pull off its highs. So it looks like you're having these long positions start to reel back. On the last commandment trades report, you actually saw an increase in the short side of the managed money funds uh, at the levels we were sitting at. So to see maybe managed money look to tamper back their extremely long expectation that they had in a uh, position, it's not their own possibilities. You didn't see any kind of massive volume day here today, even with the incredible price action. Uh, which was being attributed to the census data for exports uh, for the month of September. Um, but at this point, it very well could have been uh, shorts can, or longs can on the market on that pullback. And then today, you did see some key uh, resistance levels being taken out. Uh, you still could make the case for a potential double top in play uh, with the point we stopped at today. But at this point, it's just a very whipsawish market and mm-hmm. something to be very cautious of making sure that your risk is managed on there. Yeah. I mean, you look at the, at the, we've talked about these, uh, uh, these spreads, uh, the carry spreads in, uh, in corn and, and beans and, and working in inverse uh, between uh, July or uh, January and July, or even back uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were watching the November, July spread. Um, and I mean, this, this thing has gone from, uh, up near the 40s uh, in favor of the January to down near, you know, four or five cents in, in favor of the January here uh, in the last couple of days to now back up to 14 or 15 cents uh, again. So it's it's like they're uh, they're trying to uh, to go back to some semblance of of a carry in the market. But then, you know, a bullish uh, something bullish comes out or something, uh, you know, that's definitely shows strength uh, up front comes out and uh, and builds that uh, builds that inverse again mm-hmm. yeah and it, it's it's definitely a market that there has been a, a ton of spread activity and a ton of people getting hung out to try in those spreads mm-hmm. as well right now let's uh, let's look at a different one here and and let's talk uh, about the uh, that uh, that corn spread um, that carry spread uh, from 
uh, December out to July. We had looked at that uh, back in in June, and we were looking for that at that at that time. We were looking at for it to go from about fifteen to twenty, all the way out to about forty cent carry. Mm-hmm. Um, it went the opposite way. It went back to uh, to to flat, and now we're back out to uh, ten eleven cents. What do you what do you make of that? Well, the carry spread when we were looking at it originally, we were we were talking closer to a three billion bushel carry out. So the spreads are obviously telling you exactly what the uh, ending stocks are telling you, and what those are telling you at this point is we just went complete 180. You went from us expecting closer to a three billion bushel carry out uh, for the crop all the way back to a 1.9 for that old crop ending stocks once we got the grain stocks report. Uh, late September. So the spreads, and this is why we continue to watch these spreads, tell you what the commercials know and what the numbers are going to be looking at, as opposed to what the USDA is currently giving us. Mm-hmm. Now we watch uh, we watch the wheat uh, quite a bit, and you and I uh, tend to uh, be a little more bearish uh, on wheat uh, than anything. But uh, what are you watching specifically when it comes to wheat right now, Mike? Well, you know, I don't want to take credit for this because Rich has been doing just a great job with wheat over the past several years. And something he's pointed out on uh, some of our stuff is that KC Chicago spread. Uh, something we're watching is the fact that you are seeing this dryness concern in our in our uh, hard red winter wheat crop. And potentially looking at this thing and saying, hey, we used to have KC at a premium to Chicago all the time. And obviously these past two years, that just has not been the case. So it's definitely something to watch is if you do see more of a problem persist in this Kansas City uh, crop and we see it come out of dormancy and you got it something uh, starting to develop where we're just not looking at a good crop on top of the Ukraine, Russia, uh, and then China blocking uh, Australian wheat. You have a lot of stories developing that, and that could uh, maybe get that back to a normalized, normalized look that we used to be looking for. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that, uh, you know, as we as we look at uh, things here, um, I've been uh, kind of watching uh, four opportunities in uh, in the new crop uh, uh, out there. Um, it's tough because you've got a lot of time value out there. But are you starting to, uh, to talk to anybody that uh, is starting to think about what they're planting next year and uh, marketing from uh, from these levels because let's face it we were you know we're we're knocking on the door of ten dollars for November uh, of next year we're knocking on the door of four dollars we actually were just at four dollars uh, not too long ago for uh, December corn uh, of next year and uh, that July contract uh, for wheat is above six dollars again um, is that uh, are you seeing anybody uh, starting to uh, to kind of sniff at hedges uh, or uh, starting to uh, maybe uh, lock in some cash or protect the downside there yeah so at this point especially with what we saw last year where we're so excited to be back up this for uh for 22 as our recent high um and knowing that last year we had the december contracts in at 423 and i think a quarter or a half as the contract high uh so knowing that and seeing corn at four bucks it needs to be something that's addressed that Maybe we do spend the next year and we find a completely different story than what we're talking about right now. And we see corn just completely fall out of bed. Is it really a bad thing to be looking at corn sitting at four bucks and saying, hey, 
let's look at getting something protected here. Maybe it's the worst hedge we have all year, and hopefully it is. But maybe it's going to be another 2020 where we see corn drop all the way to the 430 or 330, 320 before we really see it come back to four dollars on a current seasonal rally. You never really know what's going on. So when you have the opportunity to get something hedged at a level that's completely reasonable, something that will keep you uh, in the black, it needs to be something that's at least thought of, whether it be mm-hmm. on the cash or the hedge side of things. Right now, as we uh, as we kind of start to uh, to wrap things up uh, here today, I do want to uh, to invite everybody that's listening to uh, to go back and listen to the episode that uh, Mike did a couple of weeks ago with uh, Ken Shaleen. Um This is specifically about technicals and uh, looking at the uh, the setups in corn, beans, and wheat. And it was very interesting uh, uh, to listen to uh, to Ken talk about. Um, what he's seeing, and this is, you know, we're talking about 40 years of experience and and building his own charts and and starting to try and figure out where he thinks that we can go. He's got the technical setup for some pretty exciting markets. He just, as he said, he doesn't know what the fundamental push or the fundamental driver is going to be at this point for those. So it is, uh, it is interesting. I, I hope that uh, everybody gets a chance to go back because uh, that was a good find uh, and a good, uh, a good win for Mike to get that, uh, uh, that, that interview because uh, Ken definitely knows what he's talking about. So the other thing we want to talk about, Mike, and I'll let you uh, uh, run with this one is we've got the Allendale snapshot uh, coming out uh, this week. And uh, it's a, it's a big one. We've got uh, the November WASD uh, next, uh, next Tuesday. So what, uh, what are we uh, looking at uh, as we move forward with that? Definitely. So next week we can talk about not only the, the November WASD, which Rich is going to just do a phenomenal job on the fundamental side with Steve talking technicals for you. But you also have this issue we started the podcast off with. Election. Who's going to be in charge? What's it mean? Uh, what should we be looking at from a equity standpoint, energy standpoint? Uh, where, where do these candidates stand and who is actually going to win this candidacy? By then, we'll have, I hope, a great idea of who has won this candidacy. Um, so... Get online, sign up for Snapshot. It's going to be a recurring 9.99. You can't beat that in this industry for some amazing, solid research uh, that Rich and Rich and Steve both spent hours putting together for you guys. So make sure that you check it out on our website www.allendale-inc.com. But today for Allendale Market Talk, this is Mike Lung and Greg McBride. You guys have a great one out there.